Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 266. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our sports podcast right after this. All right, Andy, we got some fun stuff to get into, uh, some not-so-fun stuff. Uh, we're going to start with some not-so-fun stuff. Um, so, COVID's still happening, I guess. Um, do you pay attention at all to it? Yeah, I know it's it's bad in China. They did such a good job not having it be bad, and now it's bad. Well, it's also, I guess, bad in Philly because they just implemented another mask mandate there. So California's not leading the herd there. That's uh, that's not normal. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but yes, Shanghai. Um, I've watched a couple of videos on like news and on the web, and obviously, who knows what's real and what's not. But what I had seen is disgusting. Uh, so there's 26 million people in Shanghai and uh, they like I saw a video of a kid like a small person you don't know or you assume it's a kid in like a cat hazmat suit for an adult so it's just this tiny little like cartoon looking character getting like show or like uh, you know chauffeured to a van where they're gonna you know take him away because he's got COVID uh, and then just put him in this like concentration camp to heal from COVID I guess I don't know uh, but they're doing that with all sorts of, you know, anyone who's sick. And uh, what they're doing is they're locking you into your house from the outside using like a bicycle lock or, you know, whatever else they have. And um, people like there's videos of people just screaming out their windows because they have no food or like anything. And they're dying. And people are like jumping to their death. Um, also, there's videos of like cats in bags on the street that, you know, they just take them out of the house because the person's in the concentration camp. And there's also footage of them killing dogs because their owners are gone. So obviously people don't give a shit about other people, but where they do draw the line, Andy is animals. That is bipartisan. Uh, so I think everyone here can agree. We need to send Shanghai the movie independence day. So they can watch and see what freedom looks like. And then maybe these 26 million people can stand up against their Nazi regime and take it back. Are you trying to get in this podcast banned from China? Yeah, I don't want the, I don't want them listening no. over there. Well, they need to listen to this one so that they can understand uh, what freedom yeah. tastes like. Because uh, mm, yeah. they clearly don't know what the hell it is. Like, you're just going to like die because you're stuck in your home. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I know absolutely this is, absurd. They uh, had like the, robots. The I mean, during the first wave, they had like robots guarding their doors and stuff. And I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would. I never intend to visit China ever. Like I, I have no desire to go there. Um, also, I'd be very curious to hear about what LeBron has to say. He gets a fat paycheck from them, or uh, John Cena. Um, they always defend them and say we don't understand. How do you defend animals dying, Andy? I mean, animals die everywhere. <laughs> well, that's like, it's, it's nature. I don't know. Andy. Can't worry about it. Y you can stop these ones. They're literally just in like laundry baskets. You want like one of those commercials? It's like, which is five cents a day? No. Save this dog. I want, you know, here's your donation of one used Independence Day movie. Send it over. 
Send DVD players also. Like I don't know how they work Day. over they there. They made that sequel, right? They need not the sequel. The sequel sucks. But they, they made need the, the sequel. The specifically, for the Bill Pullman scene where he says, We will not go quietly into the night. Okay. We will not give up without a fight. You could just send that over. You could play it for them. I don't know. Somehow they'll pick it up and, you know. Um, also, that guy, I guess, changed the rules. Jing Jingping, Xi Jinping, however you say his name, uh, to be a multi person termed president dictator. Uh, in 2018 so that he can continue on for as long as he likes. Yeah, that's what they always say. They're like, well, look, like the people want me to stay. So we're just gonna have to change the rules. And, you know, I know I was only supposed to be here for eight years, but um, if the people want me to stay, what, who am I to, to tell them the wrong? That's what they usually do. So I don't know. I think there's we're something in-, in the water over that way because Russia and China are awfully close together. Yeah. And they're two of the biggest pests on the planet. Do you remember when Putin became not the president anymore of Russia in like 2007? He's like, well, I'm done now. I served my terms. And then was like, he, everyone knew he's secretly still running the country, even though he wasn't the leader anymore. Oh, I don't recall that. And then he's just like, ah, I'm the leader again. Like, I'm whatever. It doesn't matter. How long has he been in power? <laughs> I think it was like late 90s. Good God. So, yeah. When he was like, what, 31 years old? Because I think now he's barely even like 68 years old. No, he was a KGB agent, so he's old. I I don't think he's even like seventy two. Putin. I think you're wrong. Age. I think you're wrong. He's sixty nine, Andy. All right. So let's see what it says. Uh, he was acting president December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. So he just got in there. <laughs> Not officially president until May two thousand. <laughs> Wasn't sure about that whole Y two K. But he was he he was no longer the president in 2008 or 2012. Um, but he was but he was the prime minister, which is like, well, how do you have a president and a prime minister? I don't get that. Yeah, um, and I, then he's like, I'm the president again. Cool. Very bizarre. Our world, how it operates. Um, but yeah, gross behavior out of China um, and uh, rich Hollywood who gets paid from them. Maybe they. uh how many how many yachts do you need a water ski behind? All right, moving yeah. on, Andy. Um, so as I mentioned in the sports podcast, we both attended at separate times the Angel game uh, last week. Is your phone 5G capable? No. Well, mine is, but I constantly get you know the fi- I have for Verizon. I constantly have the 5G icon, but. I, I'm always doing speed tests to just confirm where the speeds are. And it's just standard LTE, but with a 5G locator or whatever you call it. I don't know the specifics and the science on it. But when you have that ultra wide, the UW uh, next to the 5G, that's allegedly when the speed really gets going. And I've come across it more so recently, but maybe 20 or 30 times since I've had this phone two years now or something, almost two or a year and a half or something. The speed is never very much better. Maybe, you know, 60 to 100 megabyte download uh, and then like 20 to 50 upload, uh, which I mean, it's good. It's plenty for what we need. But I hit ultra wide in uh, in Diamond Club at at the Angel game on Saturday, Andy. And I was like, well, let's try it. Andy, I even took a screenshot. It was so impressive. Are you ready for this? Take a guess. What do you think my uh, 5G speed test concluded with? Uh, 400. 
400, he says. So the download specifically was very much impressive. The upload, not a lot. But again, in a ballpark, maybe that has something to do with it. 1,846 megabytes per second download. Yeah, I didn't think you even get that high on a wireless. So I think like sky is the limit. I don't know. I've, I haven't watched them in a while, but you have like these, you know, nerd videos where it's like new iPhone 5G in you know, whatever park in Manhattan. Uh, and they get pretty inc- incredible speeds. But literally, like if you stand a foot over from where you currently are, could be completely different speeds. Uh, it's very touchy. But the upload, Andy, was 29 megabytes per second which i mean that's still fine that's plenty uh for most people in an instance i mean that's plenty you can download a game you can download a movie whatever but remarkable i had to take a photo of it so i could share it with the pod yeah what are you gonna do with all that speed well the the thing about it is they're putting them in airports and uh ballparks or stadiums first because that's where you run into you know just patches because everyone's there using their phones and 4g networks can't handle it and you you ever try and upload a photo uh, or send a text or anything like that look up something online while you're at a ballpark or the airport or whatever it's pretty slow but when you have that 5g that's not going to be the case and that's where it's beautiful because especially a, a, a baseball stadium it's wide open air so you put a couple of those pointers angle them wherever the people are you're going to be in good signal for the most part pretty good yeah that's exciting i mean i don't i don't know when i'm going to upgrade next but yeah I'm, i don't intend to upgrade to the 13 they uh just started producing them i guess in india um i saw that today but we'll, we'll get onto that stuff in september all right moving on andy gilbert godfrey passed away today at age 67 uh, after a long time illness yeah it's a lot of people from this era are are, are dying now. Uh, just had Bob Saget, and that's. I always think of them together for some reason. I don't know how much they've done together, but they were like timeline. Yeah, just both guys from that era. Um, of course, we lost Norm not that long ago. Um, yeah, it's like that's when we were kids. People died, and we didn't we didn't know the names or wasn't reported on. But now it's like someone you know dies every week. Um, this is a big one. Yeah. He will uh, be timeless, I think. Uh, Aladdin, probably. <laughs> it wasn't, you don't see his face, but Aladdin, that's, it's just his, his voice is, is what is timeless. It's a, it's Aladdin and it's Geico. Mm, not Geico, Affleck. Affleck, uh, different. He's uh, in Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> of course, he's been in a million things. But The I'm thing, though, I, that I first knew him from was Saved by the Bell. Uh, was he in an episode? Wedding in Las Vegas. He's Burt Banner. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a million things and not as much anymore. He got he got canceled before canceling was called canceling. Um, Gilbert did. Yeah. He, well, he got fired as the, the duck um, hmm. because I believe he made a joke about like a tsunami. So like when, when did Japan have a tsunami or something? It, it was a long, long time ago. 2012. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, all right, that. you're fired. And it's like, all right, well, whatever. I'll still do my comedy. So, <laughs> um, you can't yeah, keep a just, good comic down. Yeah. Was, and I'm pretty sure he's one of those guys where the, um, the voice was fake, you know? Oh, it had like, to like Bobcat. Just yeah. Like, 
All right, it sounded a little bit like that, but I have to do this for my, all of my uh, stamp special. I'm going to have to sound like this. All right, it's fine. Ben Stein, I'm sure he's can have a little bit of a personality in that yeah. voice, right? Yeah. But, yeah, he had a, 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 I think he called it the Super Terrific Podcast or something like that. I never did listen, but I, whenever he was on a show to promote it, I would listen to it. That show of him promoting it. Yeah, and he probably sounded a little more normal. I mean, he's still yeah. there, but yeah, it's yeah. not to the magnitude. Yeah. Well, he won't be missed, and that was a young guy. Oh, Andy, we've talked about it. We've asked the questions of when it'll be on HBO Max, and uh, Monday, next week, uh, you can watch Batman. Are we there yet? Yeah, okay, I guess, yeah, that's right, yeah. I got an email today. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it because I saw it twice already. So I'm just like, you've you know, watched six hours of Batman. Yeah, I'm never going to be able to see it in that theater again. So I had to see it again. Yeah, I mean, it's already out of the, the fancy theater. Yeah, well, um, it's going to be in my fancy living room here soon. But the fancy theater, they have subwoofers in the seats themselves. Yeah, but I have an Apple uh, <laughs> HomePod. The Jumbo one that's been discontinued and it's wonderful. Yeah. So look forward to that, folks. Uh, also, old M Night Shyamalan will be on HBO Max. I think next month. Yeah, I did check that yesterday. What was coming soon to HBO? They like forgot about that movie or something. Because I swear I'm not going to look, but it's probably still twenty bucks to buy and six bucks to rent on iTunes, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Movies get. Uh, forgotten and lost. They don't go to a streaming service until way later, but mm. uh, it's it's there. It's coming. Pretty good. So you you never watched it, right? No, I want to watch both of those, and All I right. intend to. Yeah. All right. Uh, tell us about Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Better Call Saul, the final season, starting this week, uh, but he has already got his next project lined up. Uh, also with AMC, uh, a show called Straight Man, where he is a uh, plays a college professor. Um, it's supposed to be more of a comedy than uh, for the Breaking Brad universe here. So uh, that's what he's came from. Uh, and also uh, Toby from The Office. Uh, Paul Lieberstein is one of the producers of the show. So pretty good. Uh, that, I guess that shows you that it's going to be more of a comedy. So uh, that's great. And hey, Bob Odenkirk is also someone that we almost lost recently, too. So Yeah, that would have been devastating. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have had nobody too. No, we wouldn't. I don't know if we're going to, but I really hope we do. I, I think so. I think that was confirmed, but yeah, um, he's got to make this new show too. So yeah, I know I need to get back into Better Call Saul. Um, I think they just put the whatever season on Netflix, and yeah. now I'm probably two or three seasons behind on there. So I enjoyed it. It's just you have to wait like nineteen and a half months between each season to be released. So. Yeah, I think it's been, I want to say it's been over two years now, um, most likely, because I don't think it was pandemic era when that came out uh, the last season. But yeah, I don't know. It's great. I love it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, who doesn't like Odenkirk? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the every season they do a, um, the future. They show a little bit of his future working at the Cinnabon. So I'll uh, get mm. that this week, I guess. Or next week. I, I'm not sure when it. I think it's next 
you know, the Sunday probably that probably makes sense. Yeah. Sounds about right with yeah. the uh, amount of uh, chatter going on about it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Dancing with the Stars, you're going to be on the show or something? No, maybe maybe Bob Oderkirk will be. Uh, no, uh, the reason this is important to talk about, uh, it's moving to Disney Plus. Uh, it's coming this fall, which is uh, alarming, I'd say, for the future of television and I think exciting for me as somebody like who doesn't the have... new episodes or yes, the like live live the new seasons coming live to Disney Plus uh, and That's not weird. airing on ABC anymore. So you might be thinking, well, does anyone care about Disney Dancing with the Stars? Well, what that makes me think is maybe reality shows are on the way out. No, 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 no. Dancing with the Stars is still ABC's second most watched show behind only, last man standing only behind the bachelor so that's disgusting um, yes. god people are so stupid so people still really enjoy reality shows um on Ugh. the big networks and disney has decided to move it from uh their big regular channel over to the streaming service so why well, didn't i know the they were doing their ABC? test of you know being able to put stuff on their live yes and they're also um testing out um free Disney plus with ads uh, that'll probably be available when this does switch over. Uh, but it does seem Disney like what plus is with Verizon. Yeah. What is the future of ABC? Cause right now there's just, there are shows on ABC and it's strange. Like, well, like just put them on Hulu, right? You already have a thing or just put them on wherever you need them to be. Why does ABC exist other than it exists? And I don't know. I'm I'm I want it to be all dead soon, sooner rather than later. So this is a good sign for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, they all have a service at this point, so you don't need channels anymore. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would I watch something on CBS when I can watch it on Paramount Plus? Why would yeah, I, I watch, watch on, on NBC cable? Like we watch news. And then like the Masters, if it's on, or playoff basketball. Yeah, and that stuff can is streaming as well a lot of times. Um, so I just like it to just completely convert over. Hmm. But Interesting. Yeah, like like the basketball games tonight will not be streaming, but it'll be accessible online through TNT. But it's not going to be... I mean, TNT's streaming service, the Tide streaming service, is HBO Max. And it's wouldn't it be great to just launch HBO Max and like, hey, do you want to watch the basketball game? Like, yeah, that'd be neat because Hulu's now like sixty-five yeah. bucks before any add-ons and tax and anything. So, yep, let's just kill it all because that's up. the only thing people care about is live things like sports and maybe reality shows. But if reality shows are proven to work live on a streaming service, then then let's just get it over with. Yeah. Okay. Well. We'll see how Dancing with the Stars goes. I know neither of us will be watching it, but interesting uh, direction it's heading. Yeah. Okay, Andy, tell us about Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah, you got it. That's a it's a PlayStation video game from a couple of years back, uh, a samurai game. Uh, now it is becoming a movie. So uh, there's been a Tom Cruise going to be in this one? <laughs> Maybe. No, it, it is an actual. Japanese guy this time um, as of playing a samurai. So um, a lot of video game things are in the works or have been made recently. PlayStation is really pushing their stuff. We had the Uncharted movie. We have The Last of Us coming out. We have a Twisted Metal thing. So this is the latest 
Um, Chad Stahelski, the director of the John Wick franchise, uh, is set to direct this. So, um, could be good. We'll we'll see how that goes. But I think it's interesting how much video game stuff is now being made into movies, including a movie that came out just this week. Um, and they're better. They used to always be terrible. And they've gotten better that even when they're not good, they're passable. So, uh, all right. <laughs> you disagree? I don't know. I'm out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is you don't need to know. It's probably something they're going to make it. So if you have no idea this is a video game, it still might interest you in that. It's, oh, it's a cool samurai thing. You don't need to rely on a built in audience. You just make this movie and say, hey, look, the John Wick guy did this. So there's going to be cool sword fights. Yeah, um, but I'm going to need Liam Neeson or John Wick in it. I don't think so, because it's in Japan. I don't think... even get into Kill Bill. You didn't like Kill Bill? I don't know if I saw him all the way. Like, I, I've oh, okay. seen him. At least the first one or the second one. I don't know. The first one's really good. The second one is swords. I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe like when it's bits and pieces of it. Like Troy, for sure. I'm into that. But that's because it's not such an emphasis on the swords. There are swords. You you like Braveheart. Yeah, again, like same Gladi- situation. Gladiator. They battle with swords, but yeah. the emphasis is beyond that. Well, I don't think it's going to only be swords. Also, I like the history of Troy and Braveheart. You don't like the history of feudal Japan? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? I do like the history of Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, and what a history we've had. Um, 20, that was as old as plus us. years, yeah. 22 years uh, and going. Uh, Larry David has confirmed that there will be another season, season 12 of Kirby Enthusiasm. So um, you know how he works. It comes out when it comes out. Um, but he is saying it is going to be made. So he works on his own timeline, but at least we know uh, it's not going to be seven years or whatever it was that one stretch there was. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. It's always a hit. I'm always in. So I love it. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This thing works with your dog's current collar or harness. And plug in promo code Tony at checkout, and that is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you a 65% off. So head over to thecliplessleash.com, plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? Four. I have two. Okay. Let me talk about about, uh, Morbius. Oh, he saw it. This is a new movie in theaters last week starring Jared Leto. It's uh, in a Spider-Man universe, probably the same universe as the Venom movies, uh, but not the MCU. Uh, It's a little confusing for people. Uh, Morbius is uh, he's a villain in Spider-Man comics, um, but like Venom movies, they're trying to make him like an anti-hero. Um, but basically the story, he's a, a sickly man who's also a brilliant doctor and turns himself into a vampire to try to cure himself. Um, not on purpose. 
It was a he didn't want to be a vampire. He just wanted to get himself better. Um, this movie's getting gotten really terrible reviews. Uh, it made a decent amount of money its first weekend, and then had a massive drop in its second weekend, which um, that usually happens when the reviews are really bad. People don't uh, spread the word about it. Um, but I saw it because you know I have my movie pass thing, so yeah, you're losing see, money if you don't. See yeah, it. I could see three movies a week, so I just saw this and randomly. I'm like, yeah, you've watched it twice already. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I saw it at 10 o'clock at night, so I did fall asleep briefly oh. twice. <laughs> How long is it? Uh, no, it's, it's not that long. It's not terrible. I think that's one of the best things about it is that it's not that long. And it's um, the the body of the movie. The main body of the movie is fine. It's not good, but it's fine. Um, it makes sense. Uh, there's some places I think it could have been. Um, better there could have been a better movie somewhere in here but i don't think they cared i think it's like yeah just this is not that big of a budget for a superhero comic book type movie um total waste of some good actors like jared harris and matt smith and even even jared leto and they can do more but um where this movie really went wrong is that um it had two post-credit scenes so all the comic book movies have to have the post-credit scenes where they're setting something up for the future, which is like, what are you setting up for the future of Morbius? No one cares. Um, but they try to set up some future stuff with other villains, and it is the worst shit I've ever seen. Um, I can tell you it involves Michael Keaton, and I am sad for the man. Um, I hope he got like $40 million. Wow. Um, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, the second one he wasn't even there for, we knew he was in the movie cause he was in the trailer. Um, and then he doesn't pop up till the post credit scene. Then they do a second one where you don't see his face. And like, I'm not even convinced it was him doing the dialogue. Um, hmm. it's like, they might've just been like someone record this and get Keaton to sign off on it. Um, but it's terrible and nonsensical. I'm just like, what an embarrassment. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if anyone wants there to be any more from Morbius, but yeah, um, um, it exists. Sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, you're not a huge Tyrese fan, so it's not important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you a movie other than Fast that he's in. Um, shit. Yeah, he was in something before those. Um, yeah, he was in. There's like a movie where he's on the streets or something. Yeah. Damn it. I have to look it up now because it's gonna baby boy. Yeah, baby boy. That's it. It is in Transformers. I just have the the picture in my mind. Oh, yeah. Four brothers. Never seen baby boy. And I can just tell you looking at the cover of this, even if I try to say, hey, mom, can I rent this? My dad would be like, no. Yeah. (laughs) I just know that poster. Um, I I was going to say he was in he was in like a horror movie from like the early 2000s. But no, he wasn't. It also makes me think of uh, the movie Big Daddy when he's getting a collect call to his dad. This is a collect call from your baby boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. According to Wikipedia, uh, Tyrese is set to appear in Fast and the Furious 10 Part 1 and Fast and the Furious 10 Part 2. Like, what? Why would he? That makes no sense. That seems like a pretty far out there rumor, Andy. Maybe just 10 and 11. I don't know why you need to go. Fast and Furious 10 part one. That seems a little ridiculous, but um, yeah. Anyways, Morbius. There you go. Don't see it. Okay. I won't take your word for it. All right. You want to do another one or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, I could do another one here. Let's um, hear it. Then we can alternate here. 
uh, a much better movie that I was uh, looking forward to seeing uh, a lot more. Uh, it's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, it is a a twenty four movie, uh, but is one of their higher budget movies. Not a high budget, but I think it's like twenty million dollars. Uh, it's directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner, who um, did the movie Swiss Army Man, which uh, I liked a whole lot. Uh, and this movie has some similarities in that it is uh, very strange, very weird, but has it's got a lot data of in it. A lot of heart to it, yeah. So it's starring um, Michelle Yeoh and um, Data from <laughs> The Goonies. Uh, and, and haven't seen him in, in years. And uh, he doesn't didn't miss anything. He was incredible in this movie. Uh, he had to carry a lot of emotional scenes and then had to, you know, kick ass at times. And he's in his 50s, I think, now. Uh, and he just completely sells it. Um, but this is a... It's a multiverse movie. So Michelle Yeoh owns a small business uh, with her husband. They're being audited by the IRS and they have to go to the IRS to um, explain what happened here. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the IRS agent and it's it's super weird and super funny. Uh, but then she's contacted by a multiverse version of her husband who's like, you're the one who can save the multiverse. There's someone out there um, destroying it all. And it just, it's just just a wild movie, uh, just going through uh, all the different weird versions of the world that can exist. Um, just super creative and uh, unlike anything you've really seen before. I mean, you watch Swiss Army Man, you know that's a very, very strange premise. Yes, it is. Um, so it's uh, a lot of that. But again, a lot of like that movie was also very sad And when you actually looked at what the story was telling. So. Um, very similar here and it's um, getting incredible reviews um, it's one of the everyone who's seen it it's like this is one of the best movies of the last few years it's um, does so much and again with not that much 20 million dollar budget interesting um, they they use pretty pretty well so this is only in theaters yeah so I think uh, A24 is pretty committed to that they you know have a quick release schedule with their stuff and they want it to be in theaters and um, none of it ever makes that much money. So I think this made like $7 million. But uh, the, the showing I went to was pretty much all the way full. So people yeah. were ready to see it. So um, definitely recommend it. But it might okay. not be playing everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get to that yet. But maybe we'll watch it when it's on TV. On yeah, it's it's wild and hilarious. And it's it's it was great to see um, Short Round again. All right. Well, you ready for my first one? Yeah. I watched free on IMDb TV from 2015. Taylor Sheridan's Sicario. I hadn't seen this in a few years. Uh, can always go for, you know, a drug cartel kind of a movie. Um, also, you, you kind of, at least I can blend them together with, you know, Narcos and um, you know other drug movies where it's like, well, which one was that again? What what scene? And so it was fresh, basically uh, watching it this time through, and it's wonderful. I love Benicio del Toro; he's just terrific. Um, he's also great in Savages, and I mean everything else he does. But wonderful movie. The music is great. Taylor Sheridan writes the shit out of everything he writes. Uh, he, he does Yellowstone. If you're not familiar. Uh, very, very well done movie. 
Brolin is terrific. Emily Blunt's great. Movie does exactly what it needs to do. Yeah, have you ever seen the sequel? I have. Okay, I was like, I don't think anyone has seen that movie. Um, it's it's just Benicio del Toro, and Josh Brolin, right? Yes, uh, Jeffrey Donovan's in that also. Well, okay, but I mean, from the first movie, it's He's following in the those first characters. One. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's there's a couple of like background characters that I'm seeing the same faces uh, between yeah. the two. That one I'm I'm gonna rewatch as well at some point. It's on Stars, which I currently have because they're doing Ooh. a promo. This one I love too. This one is uh, where they're like, kidnapping a girl or something. Um, but yeah, these are just fun and uh, well uh, acted action movies. The border crossing scenes. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I'm, I bought this on uh, 4K, but I haven't watched it yet. But it's like, yeah, it's a movie I'd like to rewatch at some point. So I bought it. It's very rewatchable. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, another movie in theaters, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this is the other, the video game movie I was talking about. That You get your money's uh, worth. Made, uh, made a whole bunch of money. Uh, I think $70 million this weekend, so higher than the first one, which was uh, pre-pandemic. One of, the, one of the final pre-pandemic movies. Uh, this was the original, the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie was the last movie I saw in theaters before everything fell apart. Uh, so now I'm here watching it again. And this is just, they're, they're fun kids, family movies. Um, Jim Carrey, just doing Jim Carrey stuff. It's like, I feel like he just making it up as he goes. It's like, just be silly. Um, doesn't need to make sense. Uh, a lot of, lot of good references uh, for the fans of, of the game. A whole sequence that involves uh, a labyrinth, much like the fourth level of the original game. Just like, I'm sure those, the... So I saw this movie and it was like I was the only adult watching it or at least yeah, the only adult that wasn't there with kids. <laughs> uh, but I don't think those six year old kids got the reference to uh, the labyrinth level from Sonic the Hedgehog one. But, you know, I did. So um, I, lo- I love that. And uh, this one expands the story to include Tails and Knuckles. So we got fleshing out the Sonic cast. Uh, great to see. Uh, but Jim Carrey, I think we talked about this last week, said this is he's not going to act anymore. So I don't know if he's going forward with this franchise, but they're definitely it's just a way to promote the movie. Yeah, There definitely will be more of them, um, even if he is not involved. They're definitely setting it up. Um, yeah, I think it's just a really clever way of doing these movies, because if you tried to just do Sonic the Hedgehog is in the jungle and has to fight robots, like doesn't make sense. But this is basically he's in. He's on Earth, and uh, he shouldn't be on Earth, but he is because he's hiding, and he has um, James Marsden is his human friend. <laughs> uh, you know, leads to good stuff. I think these are both both Sonic One and Sonic Two are pretty good kids movies. Like I'm sure your uh, nephew would probably really enjoy this. Um, he's probably watched them in his yeah. private theater. Yeah, it's. Um, made for kids, but also weirdos like me who like Sonic the Hedgehog can get something out of it. You're a diehard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, very fun, Andy. Uh, you ready for my last one? Yeah. I watched on Netflix from 2015. Alan Rickman's last movie. Helen Mirren and Aaron Paul alongside uh, Barkad Abdi. 
who was in ah, uh, the Captain. Captain Phillips. Eye in the Sky. Uh, this follows uh, a joint task force, if you will, between Britain and the United States uh, in like Somalia, I think. And uh, they're trying to take out a, uh, a terror cell, specifically a woman who uh, is a British citizen who's been turned. And uh, there's some heavy-duty technology, uh, a fly. I'm not giving away anything if you watch the trailer. A fly is a camera. And it's a small drone, and uh, they're getting their intel inside this house through the eye of the fly, which is very interesting. But kind of along the lines of like Master and Commander with all the, or uh, um, Greyhound with Tom Hanks, also with the, you know, just running through the protocols of the job. This kind of follows Alan Rickman's a, a general or, or what have you in a, a room in Britain. Helen Mirren is in another room and uh, obviously this is 2015. This is way before COVID, but uh, another room wherever in uh, Britain. And then Aaron Paul is in, you know, a a little uh, tin can in Vegas flying the drone above uh, all of them that has, you know, bomb and uh, the street views. Uh, And then you have, uh, uh, what was his name? Barkad in you know, Somalia flying the little drone form and doing whatever else they need them at the, to do at the time. And, uh, just running through the, the protocols and the hurdles of getting approval to, you know, blow up this, this house, uh, or kill this target. And, um, there's a lot of hurdles, you know, there's moving factors. Well, what happens now? Can we still do it? We're running out of time and, uh, it's a thriller and it, it it's very well done. It, it kind of makes you wonder. It's like, yeah, can can we do this? Am I going to get in trouble? Uh, you have to ask him. Re- refer up. Because uh, no one wants to make the decision and the call at the end of the day because they're going to be the one that potentially gets in trouble or praised. But mostly in the, in the world we live in, you get in trouble. So it's very understandable where they're coming from. And uh, yeah, Alan Rickman uh, passed in 2016. So right before. Uh, he did do a cartoon, it appears, uh after this credit, but this is his last acting credit. Uh, yeah, very worthwhile. It's about an hour 40 and, um, it's enjoyable. I mean, Helen Mirren's got some acting chops as does Alan Rickman. So yeah, a a nice little movie. Does he fall off a building or anything like that? No, he did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Came close, but he didn't. (laughs) All right, what's your last one? <clears throat> All right, so the last one here. Uh, n- this just came to HBO Max this week. A horror movie called The Night House. So I uh, was very much looking forward to this movie. I wanted to see it when it came out uh, th- this last summer. Uh, I don't think it really had a real release, but I was waiting for it to be somewhere. Um, it was originally released at Sundance 2020, so it been sitting around for a while. Uh, it stars Rebecca Hall. She's a... Uh, recent widow, her husband shot himself, and now she's all alone at their house right on the lake and uh, feels, you know, a, a presence and uh, it goes from there. Uh, is this real? Is it a real ghost? All this kind of stuff. Uh, it's very good. Very well done. Uh, good scares. Um, and a good way of like blending the kind of new style of horror movies of, Oh, is this psychological or not? Or are there real ghosts and, um, mm-hmm. 
there was definitely some I, I felt the my heart rate go up uh, if you're monitoring me so I was definitely oh. felt a little scared you know it takes takes a lot to to get me um, scared in a movie and this movie did it so um, were you eating candy corn while you're watching this Halloween movie no no candy corn and it's not a Halloween movie it doesn't take place at Halloween or anything. scary movie Andy do you watch holiday Christmas movies in June it's a Christmas movie though I would watch a, a family movie you could watch outside the holidays so um, I believe right. this just takes place in the summer so just you can't worry about it okay um, uh, but yeah definitely definitely scary creepy unsettling some really good sequences um so definitely recommend this one very good i saw this i almost uh, was gonna watch it just because it also said thriller but then i was like well horror he just can't do it i can't i mean it's sunny outside what am i gonna do it's warm yeah i I want to watch a movie about uh, the beach boys andy i want to watch the perfect storm i don't want to watch you know well i watch goosebumps any old time but it is That's the night house. sake. It's the night house, so you have to watch it at night. That is a rule. You don't oh. need to watch it during October, but you do have to watch it at night. Maybe like September 23rd, I'll watch it. It might be gone by then. You'd miss out. It'll probably come back. They do that move. <laughs> I don't know if they own this movie. Oh. so Well, then it's just not meant to be. I, I yeah. don't, I'm, I'm not going to die if I don't watch this scary movie, Andy. All right. But if you want to watch scary movies, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, very good recommendation then. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, that is it. All right. Well, that was a solid pod here. Uh, you've been listening to episode 266 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had Off Road is always in October, Andy. Oh, I am. Definitely. <laughs> we'll see you later. Boo.